listening to the Podcast Network. Listen, learn, evolve. G'day world. G'day world 140 for the 7th of July 2006. This is Cam. And I was going to do the usual shtick today and rabbit on about the Australian government wanting to get involved in uh, regulating video over the internet and lots of rubbish like that. Talk a little bit about North Korean uh, missile trials. But you and Spence popped up on my instant messenger and said, hey, I just uh, had a chat to Jason Calacanis. Why don't you throw that into the G'day World feed? And I thought, there's a mighty fine idea. Jason Calacan is obviously CEO of Weblogs Inc., now a senior dude at AOL after AOL acquired his company last year. Jason's a legend in the blogging industry and uh, just a legend all round. Nice bloke. I had a fortune of meeting him early last year over in the US. And uh, Ewan did a really great podcast interview with Jason a few months back over in the US. And uh, this is kind of a follow-up. You listened to Jason talking a little bit about Amanda Cogden and basically uh, offering her a job. Also talks a little bit about beta.netscape.com, the new site that AOL's launched recently in a kind of a dig fashion. So here it is, the Ewan Spence interview for the 7th of July 2006 with Jason Calacanis. See you later, world. Jason Calacanis, what are we labelling you now? Is head of Netscape, head of Weblogs Inc., higher apparent to AOL? <laughs> well, um, I'm still the CEO of Weblogs Inc., which is an AOL company, and I uh, also have the title of uh, General Manager of Netscape.com, uh, which makes me a Senior Vice President at America Online. So uh, a little bit complicated with the titles, but... Um, Basically, I'm the same guy. I uh, just got a little bit more audience, <laughs> right. a little bit more uh, budget to spend doing the same stuff I was doing six months ago. Okay, so the obvious question I have, first of all, is how many people do you have to kill to become in charge of AOL? I think I've got 15 people left to kill at this point. So we'll be having a death match, uh, arena death match, probably a cage match over the next couple of months. And, uh, you know, that's going to be available on pay-per-view and uh, we'll have the ultimate fighting championship to see who becomes uh, you know <laughs> the head of AOL oh. uh, so I mean that that's the colour and obviously I mean, the, I mean we spoke about six months ago and it's just after you joined Weblogs joined AOL you, you've now launched Netscape but you've put the call out for this interview so um, what's up well, you know, I just, I've been getting a zillion questions about, you know, the uh, offer I made on my blog to Amanda uh, from Rocket Boom. And uh, I just thought, you know, it'd probably be good for people to hear my voice, uh, you know, and answer some of these questions that people have been sending me, um, you know, about the situation and, you know, sort of my take on it and also, you know, why we're making the offer and, and all that kind of stuff. So I guess we could, we could start with any of those things. Um, well, well let, let's go back a couple of steps, because there may well be, um, unbelievably, some people on the planet who don't know who Amanda and Rocket Boom is immediately. Yeah, um, well, that's obviously uh, one of the long uh, vlogs, video blogs to date. Um, they were one of the first as well. It's sort of a, you know, three-minute, five-minute kind of, 
short daily podcast with a roundup uh, on the web of, you know, sort of what's going on. And uh, it's hosted by a woman named Amanda, and she's very talented. And um, they, I think, peaked out at 300,000 downloads a show, which, based on my math, means I'm probably getting 20 to 30% of those files opened, uh, which means, you know, it's a pretty decent-sized audience they have already, you know, maybe anywhere from 25 to 50,000 people a day watching the show, which means every week, you know, probably double that in terms of unique people watching it. So um, they're getting a good number of views, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good show and clever, and people seem to like it. So, you know, this week uh, Amanda left the show and did so with a... Uh, um, Let's just some, say they're still trying to work out what exactly has happened, and we'll, we'll leave that in the hands of the lawyers and the little bits of paper, but they're no longer together. The, the team yeah so they I guess the person who was running it you know and the, and the talent the business side and the talent side didn't see eye to eye so when that happened you know I, I've been a big proponent of sort of getting talent to people paid and sort of nurturing them and then uh, getting them um, you know the, the right platform to get their message out whether it was blogs or weblogs Inc or uh, social news now at uh, Netscape and I just thought wow this is an opportunity to pick up a really talented person so I sort of put out a blog post offering some free advice and also making an offer to her. And uh, she hasn't contacted me yet, but uh, a couple of people who uh, are around it said they think she's considering it, but uh, I don't know if that's true or not. But, so I think uh, the, immediate, the immediate question I have, and probably quite a few people thinking about it, is why do it on the blog? Why be so public? Normally when, when you think of business at a media level, be it old media, new media, or whatever... It's a case of it's always done in backroom smoky deals, you know, brown paper envelopes going across the table. Why do it so publicly? Yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great question. You know, the, the lesson I learned uh, over the two or three years doing Weblogs Inc. was the more public I was about what I was thinking, and the more transparent I was about how we were running the business, um, the more good stuff came back. Good stuff being advice, criticism. Uh, attention, business deals, people blogging about what we're doing, people buzzing about it. You know, nobody didn't know what was going on at Weblogs Inc. It was pretty, pretty public affair. And so when I saw that Amanda and uh, her partner were sort of debating this publicly in their blogs, I figured, well, this is already public, so let me, um, you know, make her an offer. And, you know, the interesting thing about putting an offer out there like this is I got two or three other people who are, you know, same sort of level of talent in the space, e- emailing me saying, wow, it's interesting you're giving her that kind of offer. Can I get an offer like that? <laughs> I, I, that's the perfect example of how transparency can really help drive a business. I didn't intend on, you know, maybe, you know, putting the word out that we're looking for these kind of deals. I didn't know we were looking for these kind of deals, but three or four interesting people, you know, are now saying, I'd like that kind of a deal. And so I'm thinking, wow, maybe there's a business here. Maybe we can uh, support some more of these video bloggers. And uh, so, you know, more uh, more uh, evidence for my theory that transparency um, pays back uh, tenfold. The more transparency you are, transparent you are, the more risk you take, the more comes back to you. So, I mean, it's not the first time that you've acquired talent, shall we say. I mean, Peter Rojas is probably the obvious one from Engadget if we look at the, the history of your businesses. Yeah, I, I'm a very aggressive uh, in my pursuit of talent. You know, 
when I used to be an entrepreneur, I did Silicon Valley Reporter magazine, if you may remember, and some other things. I was the talent, you know, I was the editor of the magazine. And then as I got older, you know, I, I to realize, you know, if you get a lot of talented people together and support the hack out of them, you can go a lot further. Uh, you know, basically, uh, if, if you if you build a good team. So I went from, from sort of being a player to being a coach. And uh, I, I found it much more rewarding in some ways. You know, I, I know I can do certain things and I'm capable of doing certain things, but so much more interesting for me um, at this point in my life to go find great people and create a platform for them. And Peter Rojas is the, the best example of it, but not the only. Uh, you know, Peter was working for Nick Dantana uh, Gizmodo, and uh, I made him an offer that was incredibly compelling compared to what Nick was offering him. He jumped ship and uh, he created the largest blog in the world for Weblogs Inc. And, uh, you know, as I wrote about on my blog, you know, that's the best situation you could be in as an entrepreneur. When you hire really talented people and they start driving the business, that's like the best thing in the world. So it's almost like I look at it like you get some incredible director. You know, you, you hire Francis Ford Coppola or Spielberg, and, and I would put Peter Rojas and some of the other people we've worked with on that level in terms of this medium. They're geniuses. They're, they're the, the leading people. You know, they push you. They want better cameras. They want, you know, uh, more days of shooting the film. They want more money to build sets, you know, whatever the analogy is. And so your job when you're the business person is to get them that stuff, you know. And, um, you know, we did that, and we had a very successful outcome with Weblogs, Inc. And, you know, just looking at this, you know, my sort of dime store analysis of it was the business side didn't keep up with the talent side. You know, Amanda kept growing, the audience kept growing, the business wasn't making money, so people weren't getting paid enough, and, you know, then this, I guess there was some whole difference over which coast to put it on, and, you know, I've always told my people, work from wherever you want, just make a great product, and that's the sort of deal that, uh, you know, I make with people, which is, I'll get you paid, I'll, you know, support the heck out, heck out of, uh, you know, support the heck out of you, uh, and, and I'll get you whatever you need, but just produce a great product. And if you produce a great product, then we can just, you know, start this very virtuous cycle where you create a great product, we sell the heck out of it, we can get you more resources to make an even better product. And you saw that happen with Engadget. You know, the first year we went to CES, we had two or three people. The next year we had nine. The next year we had 25. You know, it just... It grew that way so we could increase the budgets, increase the resources. And so with this situation, I, you know, I was just looking at it and I said, God, this person just needs the right platform. And, uh, you know, I, I had uh, approached them before, you know, six months ago maybe about maybe doing something with AOL or Weblogs Inc. And uh, they weren't too interested. Uh, they just wanted us to sponsor the stuff, which is, you know, writing a check like that is sort of one-dimensional, too easy to do. I, I like sort of rolling my sleeves up a little bit more. So we'll see. You know, I don't know if she's going to take the deal or not, um, but, uh, you know, I thought it was important to let people know how talent-focused we really are. Uh, Talk about your business thinking behind that. I mean, was it one of those decisions where you, you just started typing and then you started thinking about what you were doing? Is it a case of, you know, train how you fight, fight how you train? It was, you were just automatically putting that offer out there and then thinking, oh, I'm offering it to her. Or did you actually sit, you know, 10, 15 minutes? Am I going to do an offer? Am I going to go in? I, you know, I don't have that process too often. I, I'm a very sort of instinctual you know, from the gut kind of business person. So I just immediately said, this person's a star. 
they're not getting treated well or they perceive they're not getting treated well, um, let me just make them a very public offer and let's see if they respond. And, you know, if you look at um, the NBA, you know, the basketball, uh, National Basketball Association in um, the United States here, I always remember the stories of uh, in New York with the Knicks, uh, Pat Riley would go and he would do a video for players they wanted to recruit. And they would put Woody Allen on the video. They would put, uh, you know, De Niro or, you know, Spike Lee. And they would have them make a, you know, personal plea, like, please come play for the Knicks, you know, Michael Jordan or whoever, you know, uh, the, the case was. And they would take them to New York and they'd wine and dine them and they would meet them at the airport and they would take their families out. You know, how you recruit talent, uh, it speaks volumes for, you know, how you're going to treat them once they're inside your organization. And so I said, let's try to make her an offer that is ridiculous. That's better than any offer that anybody would give them. And from this perspective of AOL, uh, which is an $8 billion a year company, um, you know, this is insignificant. Uh, you know, this will never move the needle for AOL, right? I mean, we make a lot of money. We've got a, over a billion dollars in profits. Um, however, my belief is that, you know, these kind of little uh, events, you know, in the company are what lead to, you know, sort of things. So I like to do them, and I, there's really no upside for AOL on a financial basis for this. The only reason we'll do this is because it would be fun, and we'd make a great product, you know, and we'd be proud of the product we make. So it's sort of a very freeing thing when you think about it. You know, it's not like it's going to, you know, throw, it's not going to lose money for us. Uh, even if it did lose a little bit, it, again, it would be insignificant. It would be, uh, you know, we would do it for the halo effect at the very least. You know, somebody with this amount of talent, you know, they're going to bring, you know, a couple hundred thousand really interesting people to the new Netscape site, and, you know, that helps. So, um, I sort of feel like right now America Online is like the movie studios in the late 60s and early 70s when they started making The Godfather and five easy pieces and the conversation an easy rider you know they, they they put me in charge of a big piece of the studio and uh, they gave me a lot of leeway to make you know crazy movies and, and take risk so now's the time to do it before they fire me <laughs> So <laughs> they're not going to do it I'm just joking <laughs> well, let's talk about the, the new Netscape as it were for, for a second um, sure. brief, briefly what's what's the site about now again there may be people out there who've not heard of the Netscape yeah well, Netscape, you know, was the original browser. It was the original internet company. Oh, I, I seem to remember Mosaic before Netscape. Hold on a second. That's right. Yeah, it's made by the same person, Mark Andreessen. Um, and so Mosaic was the free version of the browser, the first browser out there, basically, that was graphical. Uh, I think Lynx was before it. That was only text. And, um, you know, then Andreessen made Netscape, which, you know, had images and was a very advanced browser. And AOL wound up buying it. And, you know, it sort of, it didn't, really grow inside of AOL over the last couple of years. So when I came to uh, AOL, uh, they basically said, what would you do with it? And I told them, you know, the social bookmarking, social news space is a very interesting space. Nobody's brought it to the mainstream yet. So why don't we try and bring that to the mainstream? Delicious, Dig, uh, Reddit, which is a really cool site, R-E-D-D-I-T, uh, Newsvine, which is a very cool site. Uh, there's a lot of different sites trying to combine um, the concept of getting your news with the concept of participating uh, in the news. 
uh, either writing a comment, voting on a story, you know, uh, or even submitting stories. So, you know, we, uh, we, we, we looked at that concept and we said, let's make it, you know, not just about technology like Dig is or not just about, um, you know, sort of other technology stuff like Delicious is and, and sort of make it more popular culture. And, uh, you know, that, that's the new Netscape. Now you've got 12 million people coming a month to the site to basically uh, vote on stories, and it's going very, very well. And we've got this huge audience. I mean, this is an audience that's much bigger than uh, Amanda ever had with... Um, uh, you know, Rocket Boom, as big as Rocket Boom was, you know, probably 50,000 people watching it a day, 5,000 people watching it a day. Um, like I said earlier, you know, whatever your number of download is, you probably have 25, 50% of people opening it, in uh, my estimation. Um, so this could expose her to a larger group, and I think it would be an incredible uh, opportunity for her and a great opportunity for us to have somebody with a lot of talent and a built-in audience, you know, uh, represent us. So, so I'm hoping she seriously considers it. Why continue to use the Netscape name? Is it purely because all the URLs had already be, were already owned by AOL and you couldn't find another good name? Well, no, we were, we were actually considering doing it under another name. And, uh, you know, I think the, the reason why we did it under that was we had a domain that was getting 12 million users, uh, and it meant something to people. Um, so uh, we said, okay, this seems like a, um, you know, a good use of the domain. Uh, and be great. we were pretty, fairly confident that the Netscape concept, the social bookmarking, social news concept will work. Now, we do think that, you know, 10, 20, 30% of the existing audience may not like it. But we already have AOL.com, which is an up-down sort of portal where, you know, experts and, you know, other people uh, program it. So um, um, it's kind of cool to have another portal in the family that's sort of forward-thinking. So we're, we're the largest social news site by default at launch, um, you know, lo- much larger than uh, even Dig, which is huge and very successful and a great site. So, uh, of course, we've got to not rest on that. You know, the fact that we have some built-in traffic, we've got to actually grow it. So uh, we're not satisfied with just, you know, having what Netscape has, 12 million uniques. We'd like to double that over the next year or two. So why 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 build it from the ground up? Why not just buy Dig or Reddit in the first place? Yeah, you know, the, that was certainly an option. I can't speak to specifics on that, but we did look into that opportunity, and uh, we did look at licensing the technology from different people. Again, I don't want to talk about the specific companies, but uh, we did talk to some of them, and, uh, you know, we, we, we couldn't make it happen. So um, that was something we did look at. Uh, but sometimes, uh, you know, you sometimes, you know, things are available, sometimes they're not. And for us, it was not available, Nobody wanted to license the technology, and frankly, the technology is not that sophisticated. I mean, we built it in three months, and we we've got it, you know, built to scale for you know over 10 million users. So um, even building it, you know, I don't know, we have 30, 40 servers. I'm going to put on another 20 or 30 servers since it's getting so much traffic. I mean. I've got an incredible, incredible team. Brian Alton, my partner from Weblogs Inc., did the architecture, along with um, a couple of other folks who are really talented. Uh, and, and, you know, we can build stuff. So if the people don't want to sell their companies or, you know, it, we, we always have that option to build. So, you know, it's what? not everybody wants to come work at a big company. Uh, sometimes people want to go be independent for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, a lot of people <laughs> immediately compared it to Dig and then went, oh, why didn't you buy Dig, as, as I've asked there, and you've, you've answered succinctly. But 
you know, you're, you're lifting up the level of everything. You know, Dig and Reddit and all those are now going to have more value because you've validated the space. So how much do you think you've added to Dig's value by launching Netscape News? Oh, I think we've definitely tripled, quadrupled the value of it. I mean, by us making a big bet on the space, you basically, you now know that um, the other big five, Microsoft, Yahoo, Fox, eBay, and others, they're all looking at this going, hmm, AOL just made a big bet. Nine-figure revenue division is moving to this format. There's something there. Um, I think, uh, you know, other people, if, if we make it work, you know, and that's still an if, we still, you know, nothing is guaranteed in this world. We have to make this work. And we've got challenges on Netscape right now. It's, you know, I'm not satisfied with where it's at uh, currently. We, we have a lot more work to do. Um, I'm happy with where we're at, but I'm not complacent, let me put it that way. But, um, you know, if we make this space work, there would be a lot more people bidding for uh, Reddit or Dig. But also the bottom line is, you know, just the technology is not going to get you um, to the promised land. You need to have scale. You need to have a great management team. You need to have revenue. So, I mean, that was why Weblogs, Inc. was able to sell to AOL because we had revenue we had a great management team. We had a system and processes in place. That's why a lot of these other blog networks that were sort of thrown together and, you know, never got bought, I don't think, uh, because they didn't have a system. They didn't have revenue. They didn't have traffic. So, uh, and, you know, it's not, it's not like AOL might not go buy one of those sites in the future. If the space is great, maybe there's a consolidation uh, to be done. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we make Netscape work that we would take a look at those other sites and say maybe we should buy them too. Size-wise, in terms of like both management and scale and, and readership, how does the Netscape News compare to Weblogs Inc.? Say again? How does Netscape, the Netscape News, compare to the Weblogs Inc.? Because, you know, effectively they're two separate companies even though they're all under the AOL banner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Netscape is, uh, Netscape is similar in size uh, to all the Weblogs Inc. blogs put together. Uh, so if you do Alexa rankings, which are not perfect, you can see sort of where everything sits. I mean, Netscape is much bigger on its own, but if you put together all of our blogs, probably actually pretty close. Netscape is probably still bigger. Um, I mean, Netscape's the number five English speak, English language portal, number five or number six. So it's it's quite significant. So what's next for Jason then, apart from buying the New York Knicks? <laughs> I got a ways to go before buying the next. I mean, they're not for sale anyway, so that's my long-term plan. That's probably going to happen. I seem to remember years. you once telling me never say nothing's for sale. That's true, actually. Everything is for sale at a certain point. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I right now I'm 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 having a good time at AOL. The company's growing. I've got a decent position in the company. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I was happy about my position in the company. I, I feel like I'm actually pretty far down from where I need to be in order to make effective change at the company. Where do you need to um, be? I, I, what's that? Where do you need to be? You know, I think if I... I'm, I'm, I guess I'm seven months into this. If I could be in the top five employees, you know, on the management team, basically, in the first year of being there, that would be success to me personally. Most people hearing that would probably think I'm absolutely insane and delusional. But, uh, you know, I'm, like, I'm a senior vice president. I guess that means I'm probably, like, number 15 in the company or number 20 or something. So, you know, I'm not that far. But I, it's not really a, so much a status thing for me as it is. I like to get stuff done, you know. And the only way to get stuff done at these big companies I'm learning is, 
if you're in one of the top positions because then you can make sweeping changes. Right now I have to lobby to make changes. I have to work with people and convince them. And, you know, that, that's something I'm not really wired for. I'm wired to just do stuff. So luckily they've been allowing me to just do stuff. But in the long term, I think I need to move up a little bit in order to really make big change. But uh, so far so good. You know, I, I, I came in as a vice president. They quickly made me a senior vice president. The next level is executive vice president, I think, and then president and then CEO. So I'm not looking for the CEO slot. They've got some great people up there. I'm not looking to displace the people they have up there. There's good people, but I think I need to, you know, if I'm going to stay here for the long term, I need to have a more senior position. So, And they know that. I've been pretty clear with them and being pretty clear with you. You know, I, I write about it on my blog. Um, you know, if I think if I get the Netscape site turned around because it was really crashing in terms of traffic, if I can turn that around, that, you know, um, will really convince people that maybe they should give me another big piece of the company to run. So uh, you've been, so, you know, you've been at Netscape now, what, six months? I've been at AOL for seven months. I've been working on Netscape for four or five of them. So has your philosophy of life changed since you joined AOL? How has my life changed? And how your philosophy? I mean, is it is it changed? Oh, philosophy of life. Philosophy of life. Um, I don't know. I mean... I people might say that I'm a little bit more mellow, but I don't think so. People might say I've toned down my blogging a little bit. I don't think so. I mean, I am a little bit more wary when I blog about certain issues because, you know, like if I I blogged about you know our instant messaging client and our search product and I was negative about them, you know. And when I was running my own company, I could write that because I'm in charge and the CEO. But uh, when you write that, when you're at a big company, of course, there are 300 people who work in that division, and now they're all really upset at you for writing something negative in public about their product. And then, of course, some analyst on Wall Street took my comments from my blog and put them into a research report. So, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, uh, what I say gets magnified. So I've just got to be a little bit more careful and... Uh, I'm sort of learning to tone it down a little bit when um, when I anticipate that people might spin what I say, you know? Like, just because I'm writing that I don't like certain aspects of our search doesn't mean that I'm making some grand statement about our company as a whole, you know? And so the person tried to spin it like, oh, even the employees hate, you know, the search, and even the employees hate the instant messenger. And it's like, well... Don't you hate what's bad about what you're doing? I mean, if you're a driven person, you're going to hate the things that you need to fix. Uh, it's not that I hate the company. It's not that I hate the people who run that department. Um, I'm not sure I could say the opposite. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, you know, I love the company. It's great people here, and they treat me like a prince. So, you know, I, I have no complaints. But I, I'm definitely am learning to sort of act more like an executive at a big company. Uh, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but, uh, you know, it's it's basically what you have to do. I mean, I, it's a publicly traded company. I can't just go off on a wild tangent or else it winds up in the New York Times. It winds up in the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, a lot of those people are reading my blog every day. So I guess I have, you know, a decent amount of power because of the blog. I have a decent attention. You know, I'm probably the highest profile employee at AOL just based on my blogging, uh, like in the same way Scoble was, because he communicates more frequently than Bill Gates even did. So he became in some ways more a higher profile than Gates because you didn't hear from Gates, you know, for 30 days, whereas you hear 30 times a day from Scoble when he was at Microsoft. So uh, with that communication channel comes a lot of responsibility and 
I've had to work with our PR department, you know, our communications department, and we have a big professional communications department that does things a certain way, and uh, they've actually been really cool with me. You know, I I thought they were going to be, you know, a little bit uh, maybe try and restrain me. They actually kind of like the fact that I'm here, which is was initially shocking to me, but I think they like the fact that they have a way to communicate with the market that's not through the New York Times or Wall Street Journal or, you know, traditional publications. I can communicate directly with the market and say, hey, here's our position or my position as an executive. That's kind of powerful. You know. So, the Prince AOL, when's your purple rain moment going to come? My, my what? Your purple <laughs> rain moment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's. Um, I think I'm going to try to enjoy my summer. You know, I had a I had a long uh, I had a long two years building uh, Weblogs Inc. and then Netscape. I just sort of picked up right as I got into AOL. So I've been running at full steam, and I need a little bit of a break over the summer. So I'm going to try to enjoy the summer and, and take a little time off and you know hit the beach a little bit. But uh, you know, it's going to be a strong fall for us, and I got a couple of other things up my sleeve that. Uh, you know, new products and revamping of old brands that you may have heard of. So, well, uh, you probably hear them here on your podcast first. So I'll give you the exclusive. Oh, I'm, <laughs> sure we'll, I'm sure we'll find something. So, uh, two things to finish off. Uh, first of all, you did ask for questions uh, on the blog post, and uh, there's actually one that's one that's not been a- answered yet. And the question is, would you ever do a nude spread for a magazine? Would I ever do? Is that why you're going up to the beach for the summer? I guess I need to work out a little bit more before I do that. I don't think many people are going to want to see that. I guess the question would be, you know, like, uh, didn't Burt Reynolds do that? But he did it with a cowboy hat over his um, private, uh, most private of areas. I guess I, would I, hmm, I, don't, I don't even know if I could do a Scoble level spread, you know. If you remember, Scoble took his shirt off. Oh, I don't want to go uh, that's that. Why, was, that was, that's why I, I think that was audio. Tough. Yeah, I think... Luckily, this isn't a video podcast. I don't have to show that picture, but, you know, Scoble, Topless, in, you know, don't type that search into, uh, into Google. Do anything, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely don't do, I'm feeling lucky uh, when you search for that on Google because you may not actually be lucky when you see the result. Jason, but, yeah, I don't think that... I'm sure our paths will cross again. Absolutely. In the next yeah, absolutely. I'll see you when you're back in the state. When are you in the states next? Um, probably twentieth to September, right to the end of uh, to mid mid October, I would think. A, oh, really? Very right good. Well, let me know when you're in town. A little bit of jaunting is going on board, shall we say? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate you doing the podcast, and you're going to get it up tonight or something. Oh, we're going to process it and fire it to Australia and get the minions to do it. Hi, Cameron. Uh, yeah, we'll get started. All right. <laughs> okay. Take care. No problem. Bye, bye, Jason. Hey, this is Brian Murphy of Hobo Radio. I don't know if you know this, but we're kind of a big deal. I think the Ed Lover dance said it best when it said, Hobo Radio. It's better than herpes. <laughs>